Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 29, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 618 of the Biden-Harris administration, 39 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, and our Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com, of course. All right, lots to talk about today, so let's bring in the Goth Ninjas. Oh, my God. The sounds are so loud today. Hi, Goth Ninjas. It's uh, <laughs> Spicy Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker, also from the Stephanie Miller show, stephaniemiller.com, and David T. Rex Ferguson from Astral Summer. That's his music project, astralsummer.bandcap.com. Also and pretty spicy. Yeah. You're yeah, the OG like spicy, spicy, for sure, on this show. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about that. We've got a world premiere of a new single from, is it Astral Summer, or is it just a solo no, it's Astral Summer. Okay, perfect. All right. So we got a world premiere song from Astral Summer. It is called Zola. We're going to be rolling that one out after the first break. And then as we've been doing uh, the past couple of weeks, we've been playing the full-length songs at the end of the free show. So normally you hear the end credit music roll as we banter and talk about what's coming up on the Shadow Docket. Uh, stick around for the uh, full-length songs that we play from our indie recording artist, bobseska.com slash music to submit if you have a band, if you're a solo recording artist, whatever it might be, send your stuff my way and we'll uh, see about getting into the rotation. All right. Huge Happy birthday to Stephanie Miller. Woo-hoo! Let's sing. Yeah. Come on, let's sing it. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. This is really on, better. sad. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. It's on a delay. Happy, Happy birthday, <laughs> dear mom. We're all musicians, believe it or not. <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Oh, I quit. That was I'm hanging awful. out. That was awful. I was terrible. Awful. I awful. loved it. It doesn't help that we have a slight delay between where you two are and where I am. So we try. We try really, really hard. So that's that's Can't all the that really that in post, Bob? Come on. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'll leave it up to the production Put some auto-tune booth. on it and then get us all that's together. Exactly. We're going to stick some auto-tune. Go to my Instagram right now because I posted a video on my Instagram account. Uh, my handle on Instagram is the Bob Seska, all one word, of course. No underscores, anything like that. 
that, just T-H-E and then Bob Seska. I posted a video from the yesteryears, as Dan Badandi used to say. And it's a video of Stephanie Miller from 1989. Whoa. On the air in Chicago. That was her old nose, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm unfamiliar with the history of the noses, so I'm not sure. <laughs> 1989, she's like six, seven years old, right? Yeah, she was about eight. Yeah, she, she was she's, not. Yeah, I guess eight, eight nine eight years, years old. old. Yeah, because yeah. she was born in 81, so in 89, 81. she would have been about eight. Yeah. Exactly right. So this is an amazing video, and I'll tell you why it's an amazing video. Not only because it's our friend Stephanie Miller, but because what she's doing in the video is like a lost art. Being on the radio in the context of a hot rockin' churning butter or milking a cow or something. (laughs) No, no, not that far back. My God, how old do you think she is? Are you assuming she's Amish or something like that? Because if if you are, you've never listened to her show then. (laughs) If you think (laughs) Stephanie Miller is Amish. But in this video- She's not very good with technology, so she could be. Amish. That is possible. But in this video, she is uh, just doing the, the morning radio thing that was so synonymous with the 1980s. And it's a style of radio that really doesn't exist a whole lot anymore. But it's really an art to be able to do that. To be, 9 a.m. 40 yeah, Exactly. Yeah. To be able to tell the time two different ways. 20 minutes after 7, 40 minutes till 8, everybody. And so, so things like that. Words like thunder boomers <coughs> in lieu of thunderstorm. So these are all things that are so much fun to me and probably no one else. But I consider that sort of radio to be a, a lost art. But if you don't go to Bob's Instagram right now, you're not our friend. That's right. You have to go to my Instagram, watch this video, and right then, of now. course, follow me on Instagram, right? Well, pause this show first and then go to Instagram <laughs> yeah. and then yes. come back. Yes, or wait till the show is over and right. then go and do your homework. That's the way it <laughs> should work. So, yes, happy birthday to uh, the great Stephanie Miller, without whom... I probably wouldn't be sitting here doing this show. And I'm just, I'm being completely honest when I say that. Being on the Stephanie Miller show for the last going on 10 years now has been a huge reward for me, a huge honor for me. I, I can't tell you how much I admire Stephanie Miller as a person, as a broadcaster, and I underscore broadcaster. If more liberal talk shows were like the Stephanie Miller show, more liberals would listen to uh, talk radio, I think. And that's and she makes it. She makes it look easy, and it's not. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean, uh, Jody. It's not easy to do no, that. No, it's not. Day in, day out, three hours a day. I do an hour and a half, four days a week. Stephanie Miller does three hours, five days a week. There's a huge chasm between those two things. And even for me, after I do my hour and a half. I'm ready to go comatose for the subsequent like five hours until I can recover uh, my brain energy, my physical energy from doing this show. So, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I mean, she one time my mom called in, I think it was her birthday a few years ago, and uh, she didn't know my mom was going to call. And so she picked up the phone and it was right before a hard break. So she put her back on hold oh and obviously didn't have any interview prep, right? Yeah. But yeah. did a 20 minute interview off the cuff. Oh my God. Wow. So cool. And of course, your yeah. mom is Carol Burnett. We have to make sure we emphasize that. Well, for that's new, why that's listeners. why everybody thinks my that, that Stephanie's 41. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, she's uh, patient zero on that. that she uh, is. She's, she started thing. the big lie. Yeah. 
Yeah, the big lie. That's so funny. Oh, you're, are you calling it a lie? Are you saying Stephanie Miller and your I'm mom are I'm saying liars? nothing of the sort. I, uh, I am All with right. the uh, Giuliani uh, side of the law when it comes to Stephanie's age. I wonder what that was leaking out of your temple there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if we're talking about Rudy Giuliani, I got to get rid of the Carol Burnett music and play. There we go. <laughs> uh, Rudy music. The Pink Elephant song. Yes. <laughs> you can see him stumbling around. Going down to testify. I was rare on that lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, grateful communists. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of DJs, uh, just got to let you know that uh, Buzz Burbank is doing great. He has survived Hurricane Ian. The trajectory of the hurricane went south of where Buzz lives. And so everything seems to be fine. I think he reported today that uh, maybe there's some, you know, leaves and things around. But for the most part, he was able to uh, dodge a bullet. And I think his Batman shields on his house helped him out. That's an important thing to have in Florida these days, especially with the climate crisis. But yeah, he's safe and sound and everything's fine with Buzz. Thank you to everyone for uh, expressing your concern all over Twitter for the last few days. But Buzz is doing great. However, Fort Myers got clobbered. Oh my God, it got flattened. The footage coming out of Fort Myers was absolutely harrowing. And there had been quite a few deaths on top of that. And so far, yeah. Yeah, I can't help really? but to feel mm. all kinds of empathy for what the people of Florida are going through today in the aftermath yeah. of all of this because I've been there. In fact, we were talking about it on John Fugelsang's show last night because John lost a bunch of his stuff when Hurricane Sandy hit New York. It hit his mom's place where in the basement John had kept all of his stuff, all of his memorabilia, yearbooks, photographs going back through his entire life, all that stuff was destroyed. And I have absolutely been there. In fact, I described to John last night that every house that I've owned, I've owned two homes in my life and a commercial property where I had my animation studio, all three of those locations flooded basements, flooded basements. That was not fun. One of the basements flooded mm. because of a hurricane because of Hurricane Floyd. I think that was 1999, 2000, something like that. And much like John's situation, all of my shit got destroyed in that one. And then I've also survived two house fires and the Santa Rosa fire. So don't come in seriously. Don't stay with Bob, everybody. Yeah, no, don't stay over at my house. Something bad. If you do, do not bring your favorite shit. <laughs> That's no, exactly right. Don't bring your, your beeline shit. possessions. Right. You know? now, yeah. I got, we years ago, we had a, a horrible rainstorm when I lived in Laurel Canyon. Mm -hmm. And my Jeep was parked outside of my house on the street. And this wall of mud and, and water came down. And my Jeep just picked up and moved. Yeah. Oh, my God. And um, and then I look and I see a bunch of other cars. And then I see this one yellow Volvo coming down. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to hit my car. And it just kind of went around everywhere and just wow. scooted way down the street. Another car ended up in a tree. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> What was I funny honestly was, do not know how people live in California. Oh, I mean, it, it just was, seems like a will of God theme park. It, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, same with Florida. Yeah, Florida's yeah, the no same shit. way. Yeah. But, but what was funny was once the rain stopped and I was able to actually start my car, which literally had a broomstick up inside of it, 
Um, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and, What's the matter, Jeep? You're acting like you got a stick up your ass. It looked like Gilligan's <laughs> Island inside the engine. It was insane. And wow. so I see this guy coming, running down the street, and he's and I knew him, and I said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I didn't know you lived around here. He goes, "Did you see a yellow Volvo?" I said, "Yeah, it went that away. <laughs> it went that away." Oh my god! You know, and I'm, I'm, I think, yeah, I was on the news locally that day. Jesus, well, happened. nothing like that's ever happened to me. I mean, the most recent disaster never really affected me all that much. Then that was the Santa Rosa wildfires, in which we're coming up on the five-year anniversary of. Yeah. In fact, uh, when the anniversary God, rolls around, I think five it's years. Yeah, I think it's October eight is when it first started. I'm going to repost on our Patreon page for Patreon uh, members only. I'm going to repost the podcast that I recorded in my I remember car. Remember when you did that? Yeah, during the wildfires, where I just sat in my car across the street from the devastation. And did a whole podcast. I mean, we didn't have any power so at our house or anything like that. Yeah. I remember talking to you in the car at that point, and you're like, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what sucked about that was I recorded, I don't know, 35 minutes of me just gabbing about the wildfires. And then my dad called me, and I went to answer the phone in the middle of recording, and it obliterated <laughs> the entire recording. So I had to start oh, no. all over again. So, yeah. Insults over injury, etc. So, yeah, yeah. So, if you're in Florida and you're hearing our voices, uh, we feel you, man. I have I mean, so, so, so so been there. In, in case uh, Stephanie Miller listeners didn't know, Robert from Florida is okay, and he lives in Naples. Oh, good. Yeah, glad to hear it. In uh, fact, I've been tra- and they chatting. Got, they got hit really, really hard, but he's okay, and, and Scary Mary's okay. Just wanted everybody. Oh, to good. Yeah, Robert in Florida has uh, DM'd me a few times. I had a couple of chats with him. Nice yes, guy, uh, Paisan, fellow Paisan. Si. Jody, you surprised us before we started the show. Scared myself. With some shocking news. You agree with Rand Paul on something. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's bad enough that I've been agreeing with Bill Crystal for the past five years. <laughs> um, I know, I know. I'm sorry, dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, Spoken like a true blogosphere 1.0 guy. Yes, I remember yeah. those days. <laughs> so basically the reason that I agree with uh, Senator Paul is the Senate today unanimously passed the Bipartisan FDA Modernization Act uh, 2.0 which ends animal testing mandates because up until this year, drug companies, cosmetic companies, whatever, had to test on animals until the first one went through and now there's the second one, meaning they can still test on animals if they need to, but they're not mandated anymore because there are new techniques now that that can bypass that, which will end the suffering for so many animals. so it's basically the mandate has been lifted. It was unanimous in the Senate. It passed the House um, in June, I believe. So, yeah. so basically assume- Rand Paul is trying to duck them testing that mollusk on his head. <laughs> yes, or whatever it is. that's exactly what it is. Um, but this is this is good news. I mean, I'm glad it's passed. I, I assume the president will sign it into law. Um, yes. As long as they didn't change it in the Senate, even if they did. And only 28 people, unfortunately, 28 Republicans in the House did not pass it in June. But at least the Senate, including Ted Cruz, everybody passed, or whoever was there voting today passed it. So oh, so there is a too. teeny tiny bit of soul inside Ted Cruz. Like I, that's assuming no, he was probably, actually there. He's probably making money off whatever kind of testing equipment the pharmaceutical oh, industry is using yeah. instead. I would There's leave. also probably. that. Po- it, yeah. it also depends on whether or not he was on 
at the Senate today. It well, just it passed the Senate unanimously. I mean, he may not have been there. <laughs> it's been a disaster. He might have been in Cancun. Well, you, yeah. you, know? <laughs> you kind of answered my only question, Jody, which is that what do they do in lieu of testing on animals? There are. I looked at the law. This one supporter of the law. It's the FDA Modernization Act. They can go to human trials faster, you know, it's, but there are new I technologies see. maturing to a point where they could better protect society from toxic effects of new drugs. So um, it's basically probably AI or, or just mechanical stuff. You know, hey, how does yeah. that work? And you put it human genomes, you know, whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Actually, skin, I've heard whatever. there's a, scholar, like a program where uh, people who are poor can, like, volunteer, like, sell their children into testing. So, I mean, it'll well, then all work that. out. there's um, that. Yeah, but there's yeah. probably ways that they do it with, you know, just, like, how they test for DNA, just using DNA potentially mm-hmm. in a micro, you know, something like that. But there are technologies now that are, that are better suited and do better than just animal testing. So I'm glad that the mandates have been lifted and yeah, I yeah. support Rand Paul for it. You know, I'm absolutely. Gonna, yeah. He did I the mean, right thing for once. Got to take it when it comes to supporting animals, when it comes to protecting animals, wherever it comes from, I'm all mm-hmm. for it. I don't care mm-hmm. who sponsored it, who came up with it, who voted for it. As long as it and fucking especially passes. when it comes to cosmetics anymore. I mean, yeah. really yeah. people. Well, and then also, strangely enough, another bipartisan piece of legislation looks like it's on the brink of passing, and that's the Electoral Count Reform Act of 2022. Mm-hmm. Which, except Ted Cruz did not want e- to vote for Except that. for Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was the only no vote coming out of committee uh, in the Senate. And so that looks like it's also going to pass in both chambers and get signed by the president. That's going to block... You know, whoever it might be from uh, pulling a shenanigan like uh, Donald Trump tried to pull with uh, Mike Pence. Doesn't it also have in it, and I know the House bill did, I don't know if the Senate's version of it does, doesn't it also state that state legislatures cannot send different electors other than what the people voted for, which throws Georgia out, throws Arizona's new bill out, throws Texas's almost bill out. So that's good. Yes. The supremacy clause is great in in this particular case because, yeah, the federal law will supersede the state law. And that's only good news. And by the way, I use the word shenanigan, singular, is that proper? Because <laughs> I don't know. I've always heard shenanigans no. plural, but is there such thing as a single I shenanigan? Look that up. Okay, it's just one shenanigan. Anyway, uh, moving on here. So that's great news all around, uh, not only for democracy but also for the animals too. And I, I think there are so many animals that need to be granted some form of sentience. Yes. Uh, I think that is obvious to anyone who's ever. Uh, adopted a, an animal, uh, lived with an animal. There is no such thing as a shenanigan. It's okay. It's always plural. It's always plural. So there has to be multiple they, shenanigans. They in do order. not travel alone. It just <laughs> means activity, secreted, uh, secrete, <laughs> secret, or, or secreted, yes. dishonest Ew. activity or maneuvering. So it's the activity that is the shenanigans. Okay. And well, shenanigans travel single file to hide they their do. numbers. <laughs> yes. Well, given all of that, let's talk about Donald Trump's latest fuck up. On Tuesday's show, we played the tape of Donald Trump short-circuiting while talking about keeping America great. And I don't think either of you have heard this before. No. <laughs> no. I'm going to start by playing just the full clip so you get all the context. We Again, we played this on Tuesday, 
but oh my God, it's so funny. We need to play it again. Remember I was going to say, I was going to use an expression, we have to keep our country gay, but it's not, I mean, for some reason, it's just not great anymore. It's not great anymore. We have to, okay, so. It's the sound of a tiny COVID clot, like cartwheeling through what's left of his brain, like right at that moment, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, here's the line again. Keep America gay. We have to keep our country gay. Yeah, keep our country gay. I said on Tuesday's show that it sounds almost like like a thing Dennis Miller would say. Got to keep our country gay, cha-cha. Got to keep our country gay, pup-pup. Colonel Shit, Kurtz in the cave with the sponge. <laughs> we freeze a, the film. You can see the actual moment the, cro- the, the clock crosses the blood-brain barrier. <laughs> we have to keep our country gay. Like, what is, what is the part? What is he trying to say there? Is he trying to I say no, I don't even know what he was trying to say. Is he like a like an Oliver Street urchin or something like that? We gotta keep our country gay, papa. It actually sounds kinda like the coneheads. You know, like Yeah. Well, it's now supplanted my old favorite Donald Trump short circuit. And they it's like baseball now and football, they do they do action replays in magnified fortune. They have a fashionable, magnified tape. <laughs> yeah, now that was like the full, like, aneurysm. Like, there was actual blood leaking into his cerebellum at that moment. Because he just kept going. He was like, magazine, mechanic. Yeah, I'm going to try, I'm totally going to try to shoehorn fashionable in here. Because, <laughs> I don't know why, because of fortune? Is that how he's retconning it? Like, no idea. instead of fortune, he meant fashionable, and so he says fashionable tape? Like, when, who the fuck has ever said fashionable tape? Referring to audio tape. I want to hear this it's one like more Wiley time. coyote off the cliff there. I gotta, hear like, one, I gotta hear it one more time. And they, it's like baseball now, and football, they do, they do action replays in magnified fortune. <laughs> they have a fashionable magnified tape. tape. And then the, and then the pronunciation on tape. Tape. Okay, so he's talking about slow motion and still replays. We totally need to do a line of like, you know, like the decorative tape for Christmas, (laughs) like holiday. We'll call it fashionable magnified tape. You know, like (laughs) for Christmas. Oh my God! You know what? All these rat bastards can feel free to shut the fuck up about Joe Biden. And you know what? They're all over Kamala Harris today too. Because Kamala Harris said North Korea instead of South Korea. Oh, shock horror. Maybe she's got dementia. You know, whatever age she is. Newt Gingrich was posting that. It's like, fuck you, Newt. Oh, yeah. It's a Newt Gingrich. He's just like, oh, my God, is she sick? Can we divorce her? Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, this is Donald Trump. Donald Trump, who is a a self-proclaimed billionaire, not just a millionaire, which would be hundreds of millions of dollars, potentially. He is a billionaire. I think the last time he mentioned a number was something like $9 billion is what he's worth. Here's billionaire Donald Trump begging his sucker fanboys for money for his new super PAC. So here's Donald Trump. And then at the end, wait for the short circuit at the end, because there's another short circuit to this. Here's Donald Trump. We have a major fundraising deadline coming up, and there's never been a time like this. Our country has never been so disrespected. Our country has never been so low, certainly in the minds of others and especially the leaders of other countries all over the world. 
We have to change it. We have to bring our country back. We made America great, and now we're going to have to make America great again. Oh, my God. So I say, whatever you can do, help out. We have to meet the deadline. The midterms are coming up. It's going to be one of the most important elections in the history of our country. So I hope you can help up and help out. Really so he says, I hope you can help, help, and help out. <laughs> so well, What I love is that he doesn't have a proper microphone. Yes. Right. It's for the room mic on the on the video camera. Yeah. Right. right. Billionaires can't afford good microphones. He can't afford, you know, a proper videotaping session. I, I have better gear than he does. So it's Stephen Miller, 50 feet away, down the hallway. With an iPhone, right. Standing there with an iPhone, recording his boss, and his boss fucks it up at the end anyway. So there you go. There's the latest uh, Donald Trump meltdown. God, it's, we already gave. They already gave him 150 million. Like, where did where did that go? Like, whose pockets is this money going into? Because he's got this like fountainhead, yeah, so to speak, of cash. You know, from his suckers that just keep giving and giving. Mm -hmm. There's people who are dumping money into Truth Social to try to keep it from going under. Yeah, he has uh, started to wind down Save America Pack, and this is kind of why. I'm very slightly backing away from my forecast that Trump won't run. Uh, and I'm not saying that he will run. I'm just not as bullish on him not running. And it's because of this news from the Washington Post. Donald Trump has started a new uh, super PAC formed last Friday as the former president seeks to exert more influence in November's midterm contest ahead of a possible 2024 bid for the White House. Importantly, the super PAC could also be used to hold and reserve cash for that presidential bid that can't currently finance a campaign of his own because it's sitting in a leadership pack, which is the Save America pack. That's right. a type of committee barred from that sort of spending. I'm telling you, like he'll borrow from people who will he will be using as campaign merchants. Yeah. I mean, that's just another, I mean, yep. the fucker can't keep his damn medical records and toenail clippings out of the confidential files he stole. He certainly, <laughs> I'm not trusting him to keep a firm firewall yeah. between his money and his, you know, but right. I honestly think that like, that would just be like, if you know he's filling up another coffer that he supposedly can't reach, but he can borrow against it by saying, well, when the campaign comes, we're going to pay you to make, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you'll be all consultors or. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If he were to run for president, he wouldn't be able to access Save America Pack. There would have to be right. a separation between Donald Trump and Save yep. America Pack. Now he can use it before he's running. Now he can right. use it as uh, this, this ongoing slush fund, uh, spend whatever he wants. However, it's being investigated by the grand jury mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C. So that's another reason why he's, I think, winding down Save America Pack right. and making way for Make America Great Again, Inc., that's his new pack. Oh, my God. It supplants Make America Great Again, comma, again, exclamation mark. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is according Words to paperwork. Words is hard. Words are hard. Yes. He actually filed the paperwork with the FEC. That's kind of a thing. It's the latest in a string of Trump-aligned committees to bear that name, Make America Great Again. And so it uh, has raised so far about $15 million and spent about $5 million. So the thing is, once again, without the access to Save America PAC, he's got to do something else. And I guess this is the solution for that. I don't know that he can use anything from uh, Make America Great Again, Inc. 
in order to defend himself legally with all these uh, uh, cases lining up against him. I'm yeah, still. I think the heat's just already turned up too high with the grand jury looking at the other pack. So he's like, "We got to start a new one." I just feel like he's running around pulling every single fire alarm he possibly can, yeah. desperately trying to keep the whole thing afloat. Right, right. And he told so, Hugh Hewitt the other day that uh, any sort of prosecution, indictment, etc., won't stop him from running. And that's that's what he said. Right. I I still believe that what he's doing right now is teasing a run in order to raise money. Yeah. Just like he was teasing his run in 2012 in order to promote The Celebrity Apprentice. And he ended up not running in 2012. Ran four years later, but in 2012, it was all a big scam, like Donald Trump always does. And I think that's the case now. And Hal Sparks says, even with money aside, Hal Sparks says that he's just too tired he doesn't want to go through the hassle again, and he doesn't want to go through the potential of losing again. Right. And in this and circumstance, would. yeah, he may end up losing in the primaries. He may not, if he ends up running, and I still don't quite think he will. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think we're unanimous on that because yeah. I think it's too much work. It really would depend on uh, the midterms, whether he yeah. runs again. Yeah. But with this new electoral college bill passing, yeah. hopefully, then he is very unlikely to run because it mm -hmm. will preclude him from winning. Plus, he needs the money. Donald Trump loves yes, money more than anything he needs else. That money. Yeah, he, Donald Trump loves money almost as much as he loves sex with porn stars. And so I, I think at this point, I don't think he wants to spend his sunset years in the White House not making any money, divesting his whatever remains of his company, if anything at all. I think he's more interested in doing these rallies, which he's getting paid handsomely for now. These are not free political rallies. He's getting right. a paycheck for these things. It's like a concert event. And yep. so I think he'd much rather do that, have his super PACs, have access to those super PACs, have a constant flow of cash going into the bank accounts of his lawyers, don't forget that he is the DJ at Mar-a-Lago. That's right. That's his he side gig. He loves that gig. Yeah. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> oh, yeah. He plays He at like 10 o'clock at night. He's the DJ. Yes. And it's just uh, YMCA on Endless Loop yep. <laughs> every night. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know what kind of, I wonder if he pays himself to be the DJ. Probably, probably. does. Probably. Probably somehow involved Thousands in Thousands of dollars of consulting fees going to that. <laughs> yeah. Somehow involved in money laundering. Probably. I mean, I'm just saying. By the way, we've got some new revelations from Maggie Haberman's book. Uh, I know it's Maggie Haberman's book. I realize that she should have talked about his confessions oh, about taking Fuck documents her. more than a year ago. Uh, I think this is one of the last times this is going to happen. Or at least I'd like to think that because the backlash against Maggie Haberman from her own colleagues in the press is yeah. pretty vicious right now. I know Brian Karam was tweeting about it saying, you know what, look, if I get a big scoop that's that important, I'm not going to wait a year and a half for it to come out in my book. I'm going to report on that news. Well, and I think we're just the same how I feel about Bob Woodward and, and having yeah. Trump on tape saying oh, yeah. how deadly and awful COVID was in February of 2020 and holding on to that shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. I don't know how they can ethically sleep at night. I don't know either. It's just shit. like he could have written an op-ed. People who still bought the fucking book. It's, it's, see, it's that kind of cynicism from the press. It makes it more difficult for us to defend the press as an institution when that kind of fuckery is going on. So I think it's so important at this point for 
members of the press, especially people like Maggie Haberman, who have that close-up access to people like Donald Trump, to be much more on the level because the first people that a fascist regime will come after is the press. The press. Yeah. They will not touch the friendly press, of course, Ooh. Fox News Channel, most of AM talk radio, uh, your Daily Wire podcast networks, places like that. Those will be sacrosanct. You won't be able to touch those. But a fascist regime led by Donald Trump or Donald Trump adjacent weirdo will come in and start arresting people like Maggie Haberman, like uh, editors of The Washington Post, reporters at The New York Times. They will be the first. And so it's so important in the event of something like that or in the lead up to something like that, that the press be as accurate and as on the level as possible. Because now more than ever, we need those institutions in place. And if they're constantly undermining their own credibility with fuckery like this, like with Maggie Haberman's book, then it ruins all of it. That it makes it even more difficult for those of us who still support the free press to continue doing so. Because then we have to defend these people against allegations like this, that they sat on important news stories for a year, year and a half because they wanted to profit off of those news stories. Even though they're in you know, private practice as far as reporting uh, on the news and making, I would assume, handsome salaries at doing that. And not all reporters, of course, are making good money, but once you get to the New York Times, you're getting Maggie pretty good Haberman's cap. making a hell of a good living at the Oh, time. yes. Oh, God, yes. So you can't say, well, yeah, it's like the go you know working for the government excuse, which is that right. uh, you know I I'm taking a big pay cut to work for the government to work on a government salary. So therefore, when I'm done working for the government, I'll get a book deal and kind of recoup some of the money I lost during my time working for the government. It's not like that with the press, is it? You know, you get paid quite I don't well. Know. Yeah, I just feel like what another thing that's going on there, and I wanted to, this is kind of a sidebar from something earlier when they were t you were talking about them going after. Kamala Harris for getting North and South Korea mixed up mm -hmm. in, in conversation. Yeah. You know, I, I have to hand Mediaite Inc. the uh, Shite and Onions Headline of the Week Award <laughs> um, for what they called a four-alarm dumpster fire at Corrine Jean-Pierre's press conference, which was just I watched the whole video. I kept waiting for the four alarm dumpster fire to break out, and there wasn't even like a puff of smoke. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. she was talking about the, you know, congresswoman who was killed in a car accident a couple of months ago. That reporter was basically saying, well, isn't he senile? What's, is he crazy? Like, what's, and she's like, he just misspoke. Yeah. You know, he had her on his mind, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes you just like, you know, you've seen pictures of somebody all around, you know, like, and you want, you know, it's just, he misspoke. Yeah. It's, it happens. Yeah. You know, and she didn't raise her voice. She didn't do what I would have done, which would have been to sigh, mm -hmm. roll my <laughs> eyes. Yeah. And say, well, I'm going to dignify your stupid question with an intelligent answer. Okay, right. buddy? Yeah. Like, I mean, it was it was the biggest, I mean, ugh, they're so desperate. Yeah. They're so desperate for someone to fuck up in some grand and spectacular way that they have to make this shit up out of whole, just out of air. Mm. Well, give or take a few years, all three of us are about 30 years younger than Joe Biden. And you know what? In the course of doing this show... We've all fucked up at one point or another. We've said the wrong thing. On Tuesday, I came out of the second commercial break and we played a song from a band I've been playing since the beginning of the indie music lineup here in the show, uh, Soul Crackers. And God help me, I couldn't remember the name of their goddamn album. It was <laughs> 30 Years of Soul, Volume 2. And when I went to say that, completely blanked out. I mean, shit happens. 
But, you know, you have to put it in the context of other things. And, you know, with Kamala Harris, it's not like she's going around saying the wrong shit all the time. It's not like you can make a case that Kamala Harris has some sort of cognitive uh, disorder that's preventing her from saying the accurate words. None of that's happening. It's just not like Donald Trump can get to the end of a sentence without fucking soiling himself. I know, right? It's just just like, no, guys, your guy is the one who can't talk. Uh We're talking about Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, two of the busiest people on the fucking planet. Yes. Who are up before the sun and in bed later than they would like, reading briefings, reading intelligence reports, getting mm-hmm. assessed on the Ian damage yeah. and like the you know, and it's just like I, you know, I would be uh, under that workload. I mean, I would be a wreck. Mm-hmm. I would be like hair falling out, and it just I don't know. I just the people who are trying so hard. It just reminds me of when they were like, you know, Obama was Satan because he said you could keep your doctor. Yeah, right. 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 Or you when know, uh, that was the the huge scandal of the Obama administration. Other than that, it was tan suits and brown mustard all the way fucking down. You that's know? right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. And they couldn't shut the fuck up about you can keep your doctor. One of those things that they just right. kept beating to death. Take a lesson from that, Democrats. It was one thing, wasn't really a thing, and they just beat the fucking living shit out of it for eight years. Couldn't shut up about it. Also, fifty-seven states. That was the other one. Mm-hmm. I remember when that, yeah. Obama was clearly talking about the states and territories. And territories. And that was a whole thing. And their guy tried to fucking buy Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. There's a lot of did. minerals in Greenland. It's a strategic, strategic place. place. You got a lot of value. A lot of Greenland is a strategic yeah, place <laughs> up there. Right. And uh, they so got, got a lot of valuable minerals. minerals. I don't want to predict an outcome. I'm just saying the president, who knows a thing like or two, about buying real estate <laughs> wants to take a look at low I, interest rates, no inflation, virtually no, no inflation, inflation. Chuck Todd. So I actually not think it's a pretty good story. <laughs> and again, let me echo my theme. Let's not be afraid of some optimism. Optimism. And a little ketamine, man. What's like you're such squares. Oh, shit. Let's take a break so we can listen to my song. Yes, that's right. Okay. Well, let's keep let's keep our country gay we have to keep our country gate. It's like it's like the, the the it did a reboot. Like he unplugged himself and plugged himself back in. Exactly. It's Irona from the Jetsons. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the best way to listen to the Bob Seska Show without all of these commercial interruptions. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com, scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of the podcast, and sign up for just $15 per month. And in exchange for your generous support, we're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday show, the Wednesday show, the Thursday shows. Uh, No commercials. You don't have to listen to the commercials if you sign up for $15 a month. Plus, you're also going to get the Shatter Docket bonus show at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday podcast. And there's still more things. You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson included that level of support, all for just $15 a month. Again, you get everything that we have to offer if you sign up at $15 a month. There's nothing you don't get. You get it all for $15 a month. The ultimate edition is what we call it. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Click on it, go sign up, and we thank you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska. summer this is zola this is hot off the presses i think you just finished this what yesterday yeah i was singing those lines yesterday oh my god incredible yeah and as i said to you via text message i said this is uh, the reason i love this is so different from your other stuff it's not like i dislike i know it's crazy it's a huge departure yeah. party song that you could put on at a party and people wouldn't be like, oh, I've got to go home. I'm sad. <laughs> you know, like people right. would actually dance and have fun to this song. I don't know where this came from. Like I wrote the music first and the lyrics just kind of came tumbling out of there. I saw this amazing sort of like um, Jackie Brown, Cleopatra Jones kind of character with yeah, an yeah. afro and a gun in her purse. And, uh, and so you, know, you just uh, just invented the name Zola. Is that is oh, it no, based on anything? came with the name already. No, I just... Oh, okay. uh, I don't know where. I mean, you know, sometimes you get ideas that feel like they were just dropped into your head from somewhere else, and you just <laughs> run to keep up, you know? That's right. Um, yeah, well, it's a great song, and again, it is, uh, it's something that you don't typically hear from Astral Summer, and that's what one of the things that makes it special. I think it's a nice departure from the previous work, so congratulations on this one. Is this up on uh, astralsummer.bandcamp.com yet? No. You are the first people to hear it. It hasn't even been mastered yet, um, so it's like it will be oh. up. Probably by the end of the weekend, maybe. We've got a show on Sunday at 5 that I'm getting ready for, so I'm kind of running to do that, too. Oh, is that your first live show in, since the pandemic? Uh, not our first. It's the same thing we did last year where we're playing Porch Fest. We're playing oh, outdoors. Okay. Gotcha. Actually playing on the porch of the house that I lived in for 10 years, the house I was living in when I met Ben. And it's just, yeah. Oh, that's gonna weird. Be, that's going to be a weird experience to go back It is going to be a little weird. Yeah. Um, you thought but, about you squatting? Know, You're just going to stay? No. I, I lived in that apartment for 10 years because it was $450 a month, but it was not a nice apartment. It looked nice because I had lots of nice things in there, mm. but those fucking walls, like the wind would blow too hard and dust bunnies would scoot across the floor. <laughs> it was so fucking cold in there. My dad was like, this is the coldest damn place I've ever been. I was like, I know, Dad, but it's 450 a month. He's like... 
450 what? I was like, dollars. <laughs> He's just like, Jesus Christ. It's yeah. like in D.C. where he lives, you know, your car pays that in like a rent. Well, I once stayed in a place that was so terrible. I found a dust bunny the size of a peach, and then I checked it out more closely. <laughs> it was a peach, and that was really gross. Joke. That's a joke. That's a, you know what? That's an Ed Feldman oh. joke from the Furniture Guy. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes from that old show. I gotta, I, you know what? I got to get Ed Feldman and Joe Lorario back on the show. It's been a while since I've had them on. So I totally believe. Anyway, you. congratulations on the new single, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. I assume it's going to be up there once it, it's mastered and all set to go for yes. public consumption. So, yeah, great job. Great I actually, job on that. Jody sent a polite like knock knock to uh, Lonnie asking if you'd be interested in mastering okay. something. Oh, excellent. Well, as Jody, Jody, I'm are you okay? I'm okay. Just awfully quiet. I've been listening. Yeah, just hanging. You say it's a departure for us, but you know, every song right now seems to be taking me somewhere completely different. So it may not be a departure in six months. It may just be like, oh, the first of your action movie themes or who knows? <laughs> That's right. You know, It'll be like, like your jazz odyssey phase. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Mach spinal tap. two. Mach two. That's right. Stoneage. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about Maggie Haberman's book before the break. And one of the revelations from the book is not surprising at all. But once again, confirms how racist Donald Trump is. He was in this meeting with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and noticed some black congressional staffers joining the majority leader and the Speaker of the House, and he thought they were waiters. Oh, yeah. Yes. I just, That's and so, yeah. See, this, I realized this about them when What's-His-Face, who was then his chief of staff, was it Mattis? The right, one well, this got, is Reince Priebus. This is when Reince Priebus was chief of staff. This is 2017. Yeah, but it was the one who was so pissed when the Florida congresswoman came after him, and I realized mm. these guys cannot stand when black women... Oh, yeah. Have any power because they are like, that's the cleaning lady. Oh, yeah. You know, that's mm -hmm. to them, it's like they really, like, they honestly believe yep. they're bullshit. They're yeah. high yeah. on their own fumes, and it makes me so sick. Well, the latest is that they're going after mm -hmm. Lizzo for playing that archival flute. I think it's the, what, James yeah. Madison's crystal flute crystal or something flute. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the entire Red Hat Entertainment Complex is losing their fucking mind over yep. a black woman who played a flute beautifully, the, by the way. That they didn't even know existed a week ago. <laughs> That's right. exactly right. But like suddenly it is a matter of national importance yes. that a black woman's lips touched a white supremacist president's crystal flute. Mm -hmm. But it's okay for Melania Trump to have explosive diarrhea all over the former Rose Garden. But you know what? Right. A black woman plays James mm -hmm. Madison's flute with permission from the archives and it's a fucking travesty, you know, against history or whatever the, whatever the hell they're screaming. Whatever racist tropes they Saw that headline, yeah. I actually thought it said 2,000 year old flute, and I was like, oh man, that is gonna open some kind of portal or some shit. Lizzo is gonna blow that 2,000 year old flute, and That's like, right. I, like, I don't know, every time Lizzo picks up a 200 year old crystal flute and blows a note through it, a hundred of her ancestors like throw off their chains, you know, like, That's just right. like, fuck those white supremacist assholes. She can play whatever the fuck she wants. Can you play the flute at all, <laughs> right. dickhead? Like, it just... Uh, well, uh, if you yeah. thought Maggie Haberman sitting on a story from 2021 was a long window of time uh, before actually releasing that news, uh, let's go back to January of 2017 and a newly inaugurated President Donald Trump holding a reception at the White House to meet with top congressional leaders. Hors d'oeuvres were on the menu, and the new president, this is Rolling Stone, by the way, and the new president turned to a row of racially diverse Democratic staffers 
and asked them to retrieve the canapes, according to a new book. Quote, why don't you get the food? Trump told staffers for Senator Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and others, according to New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman's new book, Confidence Man, then White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus and Cantina alien from Star Wars, Reince Priebus, rushed to correct Trump's remark, telling the then president that he just addressed top congressional aides before going to find the actual White House wait staff. So naturally, Donald Trump thinks black people are, you know, waitstaff. The help. <laughs> Servants. Yes, yeah. the help. It's so repellent. I just, mm-hmm. God, it just makes me want to kick him in his sweaty pork pie of a face one more time. Yeah. You know, like- mm-hmm. Well, it also, the book also describes Trump's relationship with Kara Young, a model he dated for multiple years who had a black mother and a white father. Soon after meeting Young's parents, Trump joked that she had inherited her beauty from her mother and her entire intelligence, quote, from her dad, the white side. Trump laughed at his own joke. No, he didn't laugh. He He went, no, he went, like he does. That's the extent of Trump's laughing. Yeah. And it's usually at the expense of someone else. So this qualifies as one of those things. Young didn't, and according to the book, voiced her displeasure. Young, in 2017 interview, detailed another incident in which Trump expressed surprise that Serena and Venus Williams drew a racially diverse crowd to the U.S. Open as he was operating under the belief that black people were uninterested in tennis. Wow. Okay. So that's that's that. Thank you for being on top of that, Maggie Haberman. We could have used that information five, six whatever it was, however many years ago. Seems like a thousand years ago. Yeah. At least I feel a thousand years older after enduring that one-term loser. Trump also displayed transphobic and anti-gay behavior, obviously. But I thought he wanted America to be gay again. That's right. (laughs) We have to keep our country gay. It gets funnier every time. Yeah. Let's discuss Rance Priebus. And, like, if he was a Star Wars cantina creature, what would he look like? Because I think it would be something with, like, a flat head with both, like, like a flounder with both eyes on one side. That's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. What is Rance Priebus doing these days, by the way? Is he sitting on some board? Is he raking in millions and millions of dollars? I'm He's sure. He's, like, half Probably. submerged in a peat bog somewhere. <laughs> I mean, like, his little t- eyes are sticking out on the top, and every now and then a dragonfly will go by, and his little, like, little, you know, ribbon of pink tongue will shoot out and try to, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Okay, well, uh, speaking of lurking around in a peat bog somewhere, Ginny Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Ginny Thomas is meeting with the Jan 6 committee right now. It's happening right now. My assumption is that she's pleading the fifth. The whole way through. Oh, she has to. She may actually set Man, a new I just, record. I would kill to watch the white woman bitchiness go down between Liz Cheney and Ginny Thomas. I know. Oh, yeah. Because they both think that they are an American conservative woman, like, platonic ideal, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know they hate each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, bet, I, mean, can you, I can just see them, like, at the punch bowl at some, you know, like, at, at the Widow Russert's mm-hmm. chili soap Friday nights, you know, just like, it's good to see you, Ginny, twisting those pearls. You oh, know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, she seems like someone who's desperately entitled 
who doesn't like to be challenged. It it took a lot to drag her into the committee in the first place. And now I'm sure she's there with a smile on her face, but at the same time, just sandbagging like you wouldn't believe. Just refusing to answer. A lot of people were upset because they said she's not going to be sworn in, quote, under oath. But that's irrelevant. If you lie to Congress, lie to it's Congress, still a crime. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the oath is more of a gesture. Yeah, it's a ceremonial thing. That yeah. You have to tell the truth when you talk to the FBI and the police. You have to tell the truth whether you've been sworn to tell the truth or not. Mm-hmm. You are expected to not lie. So if she's expected to not lie, then I expect that she's pled the fifth. Oh, yeah. You know what? One more thing from Maggie Haberman's book. And... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Well, one last thing here. And this is, I thought this was funny. Haberman reports that campaign aides uh, used to refer to Trump as, quote, a sophisticated parrot. And that's because he repeats things that he just heard. So mm-hmm. I love hearing news like this when it comes from inside the house, when it comes from Trump's inner circle and knowing that the people who were surrounding Donald Trump were fucking with the old man the whole way through. You know what I mean? Remember the commercials fucking with Bigfoot or messing with Bigfoot or whatever it was called? I don't think it was called fucking with Bigfoot. Otherwise, it wouldn't be no. a commercial. But I, I, I like to imagine in my mind's eye that it was fucking with Bigfoot or in this case, fucking with the old man, calling him a sophisticated parrot. Because, of course, he would hear something on Sean Hannity or he would hear something on Fox and Friends, and then that would be his thing. He couldn't shut the fuck up about it for the whole rest of the day. Well, and the so, whole disinfectant thing. Was oh, yeah. Was something he had, like, randomly yeah. caught out of the corner of his ear, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, and then made it his own. about hospital equipment. Yeah, exactly. And then mm-hmm. acting as though he invented whatever it was that he's talking about. Right. That's the other layer. Or it's the, the first time anybody's heard of it. Yes. I, yeah, you know, water now, but, is the wettest it's ever been. That kind of bullshit. An amazing water dump. As he talked about that with Hurricane Ian, just so much water dumping, dumping down on Florida. It's so sad. And yeah, so but he bad. just doesn't understand why they didn't draw the Sharpie a different way. <laughs> send the tour to him, send the hurricane to Alabama. That's right. Well, uh, let's see what else here. Uh, you know what? We're going to take a uh, short break. We're late for a break here. And when we come back, we're going to dig into the latest from the uh, special master and some uh, more news from uh, the FBI uh, search and seizure. Uh, many more documents have been uh, picked up by the FBI than was initially reported. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, 
propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Bob Seska plays more music. This world is not my empire Your silence is a line of tone Cause rain turns soil to sludge A tears turn angry scars red On song Yeah, this is Antiquity And uh, appropriately enough, Shelter from a Storm A single bobseska.com slash music to submit also a link in the description to support antiquity and uh, getting this damn song into your record collection like right now so start downloading now okay uh, getting back into things here before we wrap up today's show uh, so uh, Trump's legal team is resisting Judge Deary's request to state on the record that the FBI planted evidence so this, I guess there, were, there was a deadline Their tomorrow. Yeah, deadline yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so Trump's objection to the request for the declaration was made public on Wednesday uh, last night in a court filing from his lawyers after the Justice Department discussed his option uh, vaguely in a public submission to uh, Judge Deary, who is serving as special master Tuesday evening. Trump's team argued the court order appointing Deary made mention only of a declaration from a government official verifying the Justice Department's search inventory and that there was no such reference to a declaration from the Trump side. In the newly public filing, which was a letter sent privately to Deary Sunday, Trump said he had to object to the requirement, quote, because the special master's case management plan exceeds the grant of authority from the district court on this issue. So basically, the judge who Donald Trump requested to be special master in a lawsuit in which he's suing the government in order to get a special master is now Mm -hmm. saying the special master does not have the power that the special master thinks he does. And that's the reply. That's their response to this request to say on the record whether they think the FBI has planted evidence. And my assumption, too, is that the reason Chris Keese left, by the way, after getting his $3 million advance from Donald Trump. Smart How about lawyer. that? Give me a check for $3 million. I'll represent you. Donald Trump says, wait, wait okay. he had to wait until it cleared, though. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's exactly right. And then, you know, like seconds later, He's got a, like Spongebob, seconds later, he then goes and uh, ends up getting uh, fired from Trump's legal team. So money well spent. And that's not Donald Trump's money, by the way. That's the money of his stupid, stupid sucker supporters that just got pissed away into Chris Keiss's bank account. Well, good good for Chris Can you imagine what the three of us could do with $3 million? Oh, and we God. would actually like do the job, you know, right. instead of like flaking out two weeks in. Yeah. 
Well, additionally, the plaintiff currently has no means of accessing the documents. This is uh, from the Trump team. They're they're saying, well, we can't look at the documents, so how are we supposed to say? I kind of forecasted this the other day when we were talking about this. They're just being pains in the asses. They're just delaying. It's just the same delay tactic. But the good news here in all of this is that the FBI, the ODNI, they have all the access they need to the documents that they wanted to continue the investigation with, to continue the damage assessment. So that's the important part of this. So anything else that happens with a special master is kind of just happening uh, below the radar, under the surface of the investigation continuing. Uh, Meantime, the FBI, we now know, seized 200,000 pages of documents from Mar-a-Lago. So the latest filing also appears to bolster CNN reporting that Trump attorney Chris Keese has been sidelined from leading the Mar-a-Lago defense after being lured away from his prestigious firm with a $3 million payday. You stupid, stupid Trump idiots. Uh, Donald name- Trump has never read 200,000 pages of anything in his entire life except no. maybe Playboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, you know, and even if they uh, file a, uh, you know, a response to the special master and say, no, there wasn't any evidence being planted in there by the FBI. And that was Donald Trump. He was just tweeting about that. He was just having fun. It's not going to matter to any of Trump's supporters. It's not like they're going to go, okay, well, now our guy's a liar, so we can't support him anymore. Bye. That's never going to happen. In fact, they will never know that that filing ever took place, provided that he actually files that kind of response. Let's say that he does. Where are they going to find out about that? Where in the uh, Red Hat Entertainment Complex will that story be reported? Nowhere. So it's not, it's not going to matter at all. But I think for the rest of us, it's important to have Donald Trump on the record uh, saying that something that he was saying was true is actually not true. So there Guys, it is. Guys, I have some, I have some breaking news. Uh, Representative Spencer Roach, who wrote the Don't Say Gay bill, lost his home in the hurricane. Oh, that's so sad for, for a complete asshole. Well, you know. Poor guy. Yes. <laughs> Eat a bag of dicks and shit out of brick. You're an evil <laughs> c- <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where you want to dance on the guy's misfortune, but at the same time, eh, it fucking sucks. It fucking yeah. sucks to lose your house. It does no, suck to lose your no, house, but this he's is a one fucking of those people asshole. Who's so, making you know. trans teens' lives even more excruciatingly difficult than yeah. they already are. Yeah. That guy can suck a dick. I mean, well, I'm really assuming played. that he has a family or something that also lives there, and that, that's that's the only oh, reason I'm bringing wait. that up. But yeah, I, I I feel the Schadenfreude as well mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, um, it's sad for the kids in his crawl space. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Just bobbing up there in the water. Yes. Oh, uh, well, speaking of. Uh, <laughs> Assholes and their misfortunes. Uh, Family Values pro-marriage Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene is getting a divorce. Wow, oh, kids, what? she's so single. Yay. Audience is clapping for that. Woo-hoo. Yeah, you people are trash. Go get her. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thank mm-hmm. you. Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband, Perry Greene, beelined it to court on Tuesday. After <laughs> I can imagine. After years, it's not a beeline. Yeah. After 27 years, but right in front of the midterms, man, right in front of her re-election. Can, you know, I mean, yeah. Here's man. the here's the sound of Perry Green going into court to file his divorce. <laughs> That's a beeline right there. He beelined it into court Tuesday and filed to divorce the congresswoman uh, from Georgia after 27 years of marriage. 
I had no idea she was that old. Uh, oh, yeah, no, she's, like, exactly the same age as me. We, I mean, I think she graduated, like, a year after me. Yeah, according to so, new legal documents obtained by TMZ, Marjorie and Perry tied the knot back in August 1995 when she was still in college at the University of Georgia. Okay, so she's kind yeah, so of... she's in her 20s. Or oh, is she a Gen Xer? Is she, like, one of us? She's not one of us, is she? Yes, she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck that. No, there's even a chance that she might have come to see my band at some point back in the 90s because she was here at UGA, but ugh. Can you imagine that? But you should start looking through old photos, David, to see if you can no. see, like, a woman standing in the audience with only three toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eating an apple. <laughs> oh, my God. Her dad's hand in her sugar cubes, you know. Yeah. Well, her kids are now all over the age of 18 years old, and I feel so bad for those kids. Where she, She's a member of Congress, but she doesn't do anything that even resembles legislating. She's just there to troll liberals. Yeah. That's the well, new she Republican can't. She's business. not on any committees, so she can't really do anything. Yeah. I think she's like Alex Jones. She's got like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh Impulse, poor impulse. She's, she's got, got impulse it, control it, issues, and she's got idiot yeah. strength. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. got idiot strength for sure. And uh, yeah, and so she doesn't stop. She never shuts the fuck up, and she continues. Uh, I guess she's going to continue to get reelected and reelected and reelected and reelected. Uh, I don't know this kind of gerrymandering. This will hurt you with the the hardcore. Like, I mean, you know, she's a uh, she should her her primary duty mm-hmm. above all else. It's to be a good wife. <laughs> right. And if she can't do her job in Washington without compromising the Christian sanctity of her, because she's a hoe, you know that. Yeah. Christian sanctity of her marriage, maybe she isn't the best representative for our values. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that came out so easy. Yeah, oh. that was amazing. You were channeling her somehow. Check your feet. Oh, no. Check, check your feet. Make sure... Yeah, it's five on each. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> we were able to count your toes? That was great. Yeah. Oh, uh, perfect. All right, so yeah, uh, another divorce for a Republican. And, you know, one of the reasons why it's not going to matter, I think, ultimately for her fanboys is they didn't give a shit about Donald Trump's three divorces. So right. why would so, they give a shit about this? She's a woman. One? There is there it's, are different it's standards like for a women. handmaidy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are different I standards hope, for women. Actually, she's on some kind of insane downward spiral with like pills and liquor, and she's just completely alienating everyone around her. But they're trying to keep it under wraps until after the midterms, and she's just going to get progressively more. Yeah, like woo between now and then. That would be fun. You know whose marriage was finally consummated? Vladimir Putin and Edward Snowden have finally yeah. consummated their. <laughs> Their marriage by yeah. uh, Putin granting Edward Snowden Russian citizenship. Yeah. But he doesn't be, he's not going to get conscripted. He won't have to. I fight. was just going to say the only reason he did that was to send him off to the front line. No, yeah, that was my first reaction. But it's not, no, right? You were saying. Yeah. Congratulations. You are now citizen. We send you to Ukraine front line. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, well, uh, this is another instance where Vladimir Putin is trolling the West, using Edward Snowden as a prop to troll America, and specifically the American government and intelligence community. And that's how it started in 2013. Whether Edward Snowden was an operative all along for Putin, or whether he became an operative after he was flown from the 
Russian consulate in Hong Kong by he was WikiLeaks. A useful idiot. Yeah. Useful idiot. That's salt. Exactly. Him, Assange and Greenwald are mm-hmm. all a Russian op against to destabilize the West and yeah. spread mm-hmm. discontent with democratic ideals. Mm-hmm. So, like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about this more extensively this coming up June when we hit the 10th anniversary of Edward Snowden and Glenn Greenwald and all that NSA stuff. But I will say right now that during that period of time, I spent a lot of time talking about how, uh, for example, Edward Snowden had a birthday party at the Russian consulate. They had a big uh, yep. pizza birthday party for yeah, him in, yep. in Hong Kong. And then the next day, he was uh, chauffeured by WikiLeaks attorneys from Hong Kong to Moscow, where he then was welcomed by Vladimir Putin and represented by an FSB attorney, Anatoly Kucherina. I talk about that shit all the time. And every time I would, bye-bye, liberal followers. Bye-bye, liberal listeners. Same oh, my here. God. Oh, my God. The amount of uh, trolling I got, the amount of uh, horrible DMs and threats and all the rest of it that I got from fellow liberals because I wasn't buying what Glenn Greenwald was selling, that I wasn't buying what Edward Snowden was selling. Look, I said this to Fugel saying on his show last night, that ultimately some of the information that we found out that the NSA was doing it was probably good news that we found out that information. Of course. It was probably good that we knew and then or were able to make reforms to uh, protect our privacy and so on. But ultimately, the major revelations that came out from Edward Snowden were, one, things that we already knew about, things right. that already had mm-hmm. been published in books <clears throat> and in news articles prior to Edward Snowden. Some of the biggest revelations, I think, came from the fact that most people hadn't followed any sort of intelligence community news up to that point, and were just then hearing about it for the first time. So there was that. Then a lot of the reporting that took place was absolute shit. I mean, I go back to a couple of Guardian stories. There was the one Guardian story that was the most ludicrous thing where the editor-in-chief of the Guardian in the UK wrote this whole piece, and down like paragraph 24, suddenly he drops this news that the GCHQ, which is the British version of the NSA, entered their offices, stormed their offices, and made them smash up all of their MacBook computers that contained the Edward Snowden files. And then everyone was like, well, what the fuck is that? Why did you bury that story down at the bottom? And so then they did a follow-up story where they included the photographs of the computers that were busted up, the MacBooks that were allegedly busted up. They weren't MacBooks at all. They were like Dell computers from 1993. Right. Yeah, they were like shitty old computers. Mm. And so when I challenged the editor-in-chief of The Guardian about that, he was like, oh, well, there were MacBook computers mixed in. It was also some old PCs, too. But there weren't any MacBook parts in any of the pictures. And their expired passports and their tax records. And yeah, anyway. And then then Luke Harding, who was a reporter for The Guardian, and then went on to write the book that became the Snowden-Oliver Stone movie. Luke Harding published an article in The Guardian in which he insisted the NSA was deleting his book while he was typing it. So he would type a sentence... And then sit there and watch as the sentence would get deleted after he was done typing it. Bullshit. This is the kind okay, of bullshit. We need to check your dosages, buddy. <laughs> I know. When was the last time you talked to your th- your therapist? <laughs> Are you talking about me or Luke Harding? No, because- uh, the guy who sees the word disappearing off his computer right in front of him. Yes, because I received lots of those kinds of responses to the things that I was saying. Are, Are you okay, Bob? Are you, do you have a fever? Is there something? No. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with Bob? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, it was it was me. It was Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs, uh, Kurt Eichenwald, Tom Nichols, a bunch of people, uh, some uh, conservatives in there, but a lot of liberals in the mix as well. Uh, well uh, you know what, what bugged me was when people were comparing him to Daniel Ellsberg. And it's like Ellsberg oh, yeah. stayed in the country and faced the consequences oh, of yeah. his actions. Yeah, absolutely. Just, That's the I, vast I, difference between the two people. Same with reality okay. winner. Yeah. Reality winner, Chelsea Manning, all of them. Mm -hmm. They faced consequences to their actions. Yes. And he cut and run and gave information to a, a foreign entity. Yes. Right. Basically became the first operation in a string of Putin yep. attacks on the West. That was 2013 when that happened. Edward Snowden then becomes, uh, or doesn't become a Russian citizen at that point, he just did. But uh, in 2013, he became a welcome guest of Vladimir Putin, who set him up uh, in a safe house in Moscow. Then 2014 rolls along, it's the invasion of Crimea, right after the Olympics. And then 2015 rolls along, Donald Trump announces he's running for president, goes down the escalator, screws up American politics for decades and decades and decades. Things that we'll still be cleaning up uh, 50 years from now. And that's partially because of Vladimir Putin propping up Donald Trump as a candidate. And then the, the list goes on and on and on. You got uh, Marine Le Pen uh, running for president in France and Maloney failing. in Italy. Yeah. And it just it's it's a whole series. And we know the series, the disinformation campaigns and so on. This has all been well documented, but it started, I believe it started with Edward Snowden in 2013. And now he's a full blown Russian citizen with all of the I don't know, are they privileges? Is that a privilege? I don't think it's a privilege to be a Russian citizen. Quite Not frankly. today. It's a mess no. over there. I mean, <laughs> we haven't really talked about that on the show at all today. But, you know, the minute that Putin announced that he was mobilizing yeah. sectors of the civilian populace. It has been a mad stampede to the borders. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, crazy. It's, Russia is destabilizing and decompensating before our very eyes. Yeah. yeah. They're running uh, faster to the border than Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband ran into the divorce court. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Just After this, 27 this long years. Yeah. That's the <laughs> But uh, I'm just, I'm glad I'm not a Russian citizen, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but we're you know what? Within conscription range in Russia. Here's the thing that we're going to be talking about soon, and we should have been talking about it now, and I guess this will stand as the first time we talk about it. What's happening in Iran is much more exciting yeah. to me, uh, and that is uh, this... Brave fucking women. ...series of protests by women saying, fuck you, we're not wearing these things anymore. You can't force us to. If we want to, we will. But if we don't want to, we shouldn't be executed because of it. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so what's happening in Iran right now could actually lead to something extraordinarily positive, like huh, regime change. I mean, God. that's how serious it is. And that's how... Uh, good this is. This is how positive this is. And I assume already that the Biden administration is clandestinely sending support to these protesters. And Marsha Blackburn can kiss my ass. Yes, 1,000%. Oh, she's like, oh, we we're, we need to support the women of Iran. She doesn't support the women of the United States, so yeah, fuck her. right? Yeah. She wants to turn the U.S. into what Iran is currently. Right. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yet like another. Said, troll. She would be out of her depth as a scarecrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bear, bear in mind about Marsha Blackburn. She was in the House of Representatives for a long time, and she was absolutely one of the top members of the Rodeo Clown Caucus. Yep. Her whole job in the House was to do basically what Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert are doing now, which is just be an unforgivable troll. 
and did you see that picture of Lauren Boebert and Dana Bash or whatever, where they were holding machine guns or, you know, AR-15s or whatever? Oh, you mean Dana Dana Lash? Dana Lash, sorry. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the, I, I looked at the photograph. I'm like, do they even know how to hold a gun properly? No, they don't. She didn't know not. how to put. She didn't know how to put the safety back on after she fired it. She fired well, and it. And also, she uh, they're pointing the guns up, and hers is pointing towards somebody else. It should be pointing down mm-hmm. in a way. These posers. They're all posers. These are props. They're using guns as a as way to toys. manipulate suckers, yeah. as toys, as, you know, this sacrosanct form of hardware. You know, that's all it is. It's a retail product that they've anointed as being somehow holy. Mm-hmm. That is your... Uh, your God-given right to possess as many of these things as you could possibly fit into your, you know, your trailer, your mobile home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's get out of here, kids. Yes. All right. Shadow Docket coming up next. BobSuskaShow.com. See ya. See you with our folks. Bye-bye. And they, it's like baseball now and football. They do, they do action replays in magnified fortune. They have a fashionable, magnified tape. Did you see that girl? Did you see that girl? She got ruby woo lipstick, black Gucci dress, pistol in her purse now. Cause she don't take no.
This world is not my empire Your silence is a line of tone Cause rain turns soil to sludge A tears turn angry scars red All oh, song and lost can never be found All this desire lost can never be touched All our dreams lost can never be sought All devotion adrift can never be gained As I walk up the gallows stairs All the winter winds waltz about Like a blind poet's memories The rewards of the dancing canvas Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. 